The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. No, it's not Leanne. I'm sorry to say, it's just me. (laughs) Actually, Leanne is on vacation this week, and she has earned it. Absolutely earned it. But we talked about it and we kind of agreed that, listen, the, the learning shouldn't stop just because Leanne isn't here. We all learn every day something new, something different. And that's kind of what this show is all about. It's about taking what it is you do on a fairly regular basis and adapting it, even if it's ever so slightly on your way to feeling better. You know, it, it's a, such a simple concept, but life gets so busy that we never seem to have the time to really do something about it. So we understand, Leanne and I, um, that the fact that you're even listening to this episode, the fact that you download the show, maybe on a weekly basis, maybe it's a bi-weekly basis, maybe it's just whenever you feel like it, we understand that you are taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend with us for whatever the reason. And from each episode that you do listen to, be it one, two, or all 70, maybe you get one little tidbit of information from that episode, one little thing that you can change or adapt in your world that makes you feel better about your world, about yourself. So we understand just how valuable that is, and we appreciate it. So with Leanne on vacation, the cat's away, the mice shall play, and today we will play with some tidbits of the past. So are you with me? So on this episode, we decided to take some of the most enticing, interesting, insightful little tidbits from previous shows, because at this point we've done 70 plus episodes and maybe you've just sort of jumped on the bandwagon and hung out with us from week to week and you really don't have time to go back and check out the other 60 some odd episodes. So we thought it might be kind of a neat thing to give you just a taste of what we've done so far, kind of a best of. And yeah, I get it. It may seem a little, maybe a little lazy. And 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 we, <laughs> we discussed that too. But in the end, it's all valuable information. So let's, let's go back and pull a few gems, can we say, from, uh, from previous episodes that Leanne has researched and recorded with me and some rather brilliant, brilliant guests as well. And hopefully, uh, there's some stuff here that, you, that you'll learn. Listen, I learn all the time. Every conversation I've ever had with Leanne, I've learned from. So here's hoping that you get a little something from this. 
Okay, so our first little voyage down information and memory lane will start around episode 46. Now, this is an episode we did with Dr. Nick Bitts. He's a naturopathic doctor. He's a brilliant, brilliant man, brilliant scientist. And he kind of gives us the 101 on collagen. Now, when you first hear the term collagen, I always think skin, the elasticity in the skin. But see, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I had no idea just how much information and how important collagen is to our overall health. So here's a little tidbit with Leanne Phillipson and Dr. Nick Bitts from episode 46 called Collagen 101. All right. So the reason why I've invited you today is to talk about collagen. You and I met at uh, really briefly, quickly at, a, at a, an online event, which maybe or maybe not, maybe not happened if it wasn't for having to do a lot of these things online. And we talked about collagen. Like, I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure what does it do for me or just all those questions. Kind of give us a bit of the 101 about it. Where is it? Why do we need it? You know, it's in our bodies. Why do we need more? All those top questions that you probably get a million times a day. Yeah, collagen is a weird one. Collagen is, um, it's really magical, um, but it is very unique. It's very different than what most people know and love um, when it comes to these nutritional supplements. So it does take a little bit of explaining, but there are a lot of myths around collagen. I know that people have this idea about what it is and what it does. Um, so I love dispelling those myths. I love giving factual, you know, non-marketing information that, that people get it and you, people get inspired to take this ingredient. And just in short, collagen is a dietary protein, but it's also a building block of the body. So you are predominantly made of water, but the next most abundant nutrient in the body is collagen. And it really is what gives you your physical structure. And if you lack collagen, a disease called scurvy, uh, your body will fall apart. All of the tissues will fall apart. Your teeth will fall apart, your skin, your hair. So collagen really helps to hold you together. And collagen comes from the Latin word that means call, which means glue. Ah. So collagen is quite literally glue for the human body. And it does some amazing things. So it is a dietary protein. So when you consume it, you get all of those protein benefits, um, such as you know blood sugar management and energy uh, sustenance and on and on. But it's a functional protein. Okay. So you say that it's the glue and you're talking more about a supplement, but we have you know, we're all stuck together right now. I'm sitting here and without anything falling apart. Well, there probably is, but not, not literally. My teeth aren't falling apart right now. We have it in our tissues. We have it in our body. And then kind of what happens? Do we stop producing it as we get older? Do we lose it? If we drink too much wine, does it go like all those, all those kind of things? Can you walk us through that a little bit? You generally have the most collagen as a baby. Um, okay. We do produce new collagen every day, but generally speaking, um, we believe through science that you lose about 1% of collagen every year after the age of about 25. Mm. So everybody's different. Um, that is a generalized statement, but there is some truth to that. We know that after the age of 30, people start losing collagen. Um, and you start seeing it visibly on the skin first, but what's happening on the skin is also happening 
below the skin and the deeper layers of the tissue, such as the bones and the joints and the muscles and on and on. So we do lose collagen as we age. And um, a lot of the chronic issues that we experience, uh, health issues that we experience later in life is due to collagen deficiency. So hmm. it's important to take care of your collagen while you can. And yep. if you're already late in life, um, it's never too late to really start taking care of collagen and, and taking a good quality collagen supplement. Why would someone take a collagen supplement? What sort of things are you talking about when you say these health issues? Well, so collagen feeds literally all of the body. So you're going to improve and increase the collagen density in all of the tissues. Um, the science is really skin heavy and, and that's where a lot of the studies show benefit. And I think it's because people, um, they love seeing products that can work or they love feeling products that mm -hmm. work. And so yep. if they can take a collagen product and get the skin benefits, that's what they're interested in. And so of course the science follows the marketplace. Um, but collagen is also fantastic for, uh, bone health. So it's important in the areas of supporting bones, um, especially as we age, osteopenia, osteoporosis, um, your bone is made of 30% collagen. And wow. uh, that's the scaffolding. So all of the calcium and the, uh, and the phosphorus and all of those minerals bind to collagen. And if you don't have collagen, your bones start to get brittle. Uh, and over time, they can break. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say that joint health is, is really the next area as well. So the cartilage in between two bones is this uh, really malleable uh, kind of rubbery pad. Um, and that's called your articular cartilage. And mm -hmm. that is 90% collagen. So wow. again, through wear and tear, through time, uh, we generally start to lose collagen content in our knees. And so uh, taking a good quality collagen supplement can really help to uh, rebuild and restructure the joint uh, itself, which is quite amazing. All right. So there you go. Did you know all of that about collagen? I know I sure didn't. And as you can see, it's a rather important part of our body. So I, for one, am glad that Leanne made the decision to do an episode on collagen. Again, it's episode 46 if you'd like to hear the entire thing. Moving on, from episode 53, in this episode, Leanne and I talked to the brilliant, and I have used that term now a couple of times, but it fits. It's the brilliant Dr. B. Okay, so his real name is Dr. Davis Brockenshire. He is a functional medical expert and just a really interesting man to listen to. I could sit there and listen to this guy read the phone book, I think. He's just that interesting. But you see, on this episode, we talked to him about the number one drug in the world. Now, whoa, I know you're thinking, wait a minute, this is a, a, a podcast about getting healthy, right? Well, yeah. And in fact, I didn't call it the number one drug in the world. It's a fact. And it came straight from the good doctor's lips himself. Take a listen. Put the quarter in and let me go. Okay, there we are. <laughs> All right. Turn the dial. <laughs> so that post was put out there uh, mid-2020 just because so many people were day drinking and living on homemade cinnamon rolls. And uh, I thought, well, you know... It's hard to pair a wine with a cinnamon roll, but you can pair coffee really easily. So as we know, uh, coffee and caffeine have been extensively studied. But let's just look at caffeine for a minute and get this out of the way. Uh, caffeine is a drug. 
yeah. it's the number one drug in the world. And I think everybody's familiar with its effects. It's classified as a stimulant. Uh, in athletic circles, it is an ergogenic aid, meaning it, it does improve performance. In the nootropic biohacking circles, it is a nootropic. So it enhances cognition, memory retrieval, uh, perceived energy, et cetera. But it doesn't create energy. Okay, Caffeine um, helps your liver use sugar more effectively in the short term. However, it will lead to hypoglycemia if you're not careful. So that's why it's good to have some food around your caffeine dosages. Now, every drug has side effects. So caffeine by itself, let's say in an energy drink or a pop, does lead to nutritional deficits and other unwanted side effects like jitteriness, insomnia, twitches, all that stuff. But when you source caffeine from its whole state in food, for example, tea or coffee, you're getting a lot of other chemistry that goes with it. And we call that network pharmacology. So if you're getting caffeine from a food or a beverage, then you're getting everything else that nature provided to make sure that the side effects are minimized. So coffee does enhance the brain. If you have some with you right now, take a sip because we're going to get a little crazy on chemistry today. All right. Here we go. <laughs> because if I said, hey, what's the best drug out there for diabetes? Coffee keeps coming up in the literature. So really? Why, yeah. Why would coffee be so good for type 2 diabetics? Well, that's the well, sugar thing. That's the sugar thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. liver thing, sugar thing, insulin sensitivity. But if you actually read the studies, uh, the benefits kick in after about nine cups of coffee. <laughs> in a week or in a day? In a day. Nine eight ounce cups. Wow. So that's a lot of trips through the Timmy's drive through. <laughs> is this black coffee? I, I want to get into that, obviously. Specifically, but they black dose black, black coffee. Okay. Now, they've, they've repeated the study a couple of times, but uh, when you, you know, take it out of context and look at our historical use of coffee, we've always known that the coffee bean has very predictable effects as does caffeine from tea. But tea is a whole other episode because tea is a different kind of medicine. Okay. Right? The tea is a leaf and uh, typically it's dried or fermented and then you brew it. Done. Coffee, much like wine, gets very elegant. So yeah. let's give some history on coffee. You, you guys can look this up. But as you know, somewhere in Ethiopia, many, many moons ago, the you know, dude's watching his goats and the goat starts to go crazy. He's like, what's wrong with the goat? Well, the goat was eating the berries off this bush. Turns out that inside the berry is a seed and that is a coffee seed or coffee bean. Oh, that poor goat. So, yeah, that poor goat <laughs> tripped out. So they put two, two together and figured out, hey, I'm going to eat those beans. And they started to get a little hyper off the beans. And so there's the development of coffee out of Africa. But around the world, you know, coffee is one of those really subtle crops that's very sensitive to things like climate change. So if you really want to get a rise out of your listeners, you just published an article about how the entire coffee crop is threatened by climate change and coffee will be no more. Oh, no. <laughs> you have a civil war, right? Yeah. So that is true. But uh, you guys know where coffee grows, right? Colombia is amazing. You've got Central America, Mexico, Jamaica, the Far East, Indonesia, Jakarta, Africa, stuff like that. But it's always tropical and you need altitude. 
So one of the questions we're going to get to is organic. Um, coffee being a subtle crop needs a lot of work to grow. And you have to control the environment to some extent. So if you're doing a good job with coffee and you get a good crop and you get those berries off and you get the beans out, then you got to dry the beans under the sun. Now you've got good dry beans. Right. Somebody's got to choose, hey, what do we want to do with these beans? Who are we going to sell them to? What are they worth? So you got a whole economy built around coffee. Once the beans get to, say, Toronto, then somebody has to decide, well, we're going to roast these beans. Mm. So green coffee beans really don't do anything until they're roasted for us. So then there's a whole art to roasting. And then once you hear the little crackle pop, you stop the roaster and hopefully your coffee is good. Now you've got whole bean coffee, which is your medicine. But like any herb, right? Coffee's a food. Yeah. Like any herbal medicine, it's not really medicine until it's prepared. So now we have to prepare the coffee. Well, okay, fine. So we're going to grind the beans and then do what? We have all these methods of making coffee. So you've got drip, right? You've got percolation. You've got French press. You've got espresso. And some genius decided to make K-cups. And then the Italians are like, mamma mia, we need an espresso. So they make the Nespresso cups. And now we're arguing between plastic versus aluminum and cornstarch and mine's better than yours. And George Clooney comes on and he's not going to work unless he gets a cup of coffee. Well, was I wrong? Extremely interesting guy to listen to, right? Dr. Davis Brockenshire, we truly appreciate his time and his knowledge. And uh, it's no coincidence that he is one of the most frequent guests slash experts that we have on Eat This with Leanne. So thank you, Dr. B. And thank you for listening. All right, so we're off to episode 23, way, way, way back, considering this is episode 71. This was a time when Leanne decided to, to do a four-part series on rehabilitating the major meals of the day. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snacks, yeah. Now, this particular episode was about the Mac Daddy of the meals, and that is dinner, of course. And not only did it give Leanne a chance to give you some ideas, maybe some changes to your current meal plan, but it also gave us the chance to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit on some of the non-healthy parts of Leanne's brain. Yes, they do exist. <laughs> Take a listen to this. So before I get to some helpful habits that you can build at dinner time, you know, I went out and I asked my community what they're eating. Let's see what Leanne's social media has to say. This time, I preface the ask by saying it does not need to be healthy. Because I think when people post, they, they think that I'm going to look at, 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 their, at their meals or whatever, their breakfast. If there's no quinoa, and that's not good enough. I know exactly what's happening. They're like, look at me. We're healthy. We're listening. That's right. That's right. They're trying to impress mama. Yep. And... You don't always have to do that because I'm going to share with you a little bit of my dinner sometimes and it might surprise you. Uh -oh. Let me just tell you. Ooh, some All dirty right. secrets. Let's go. Oh, some <laughs> dirty secrets. So do you remember Lana in episode 16 where we uh, we talked to five different people? This was the real people in real stories episode. And Lana, oh my, she was totally rocking it. Do you remember this, Chris? She was three week meal planning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we were both. Holy crap. Well done. This is awesome. Well, she was brutally honest. So thank you, Lana. And she said, while we normally strive for healthy and well-balanced dinners, last night was a dietary shit show. 
we had fish and chips. Yes. And and I have no regrets. I feel better already. And I, you know, if I could have put some sort of emoji on there for Lana, I love that. You know, because there are days when it just, that's just how it's going to roll. So I'll add in here that there are nights when my girls are with their dad because they go back and forth between their, their father and me. My dinner ends up being a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> and that's it. And sometimes if I find that that's just too much to do and I can't even stretch to getting the pot out and heat the oil, well, you know, it's a bag of chips. Okay, wait. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you never heard of microwave popcorn? What's with this pot and oil stuff? Okay, so I do still have standards, even though I'm having a crap <laughs> dinner. <laughs> what? Microwave popcorn yeah. is to toxic, and it's not a boundary that I cross. Tastes exactly and, the same. Tastes exactly oh, the same. We call that chemical corn around these parts. <laughs> but, this train is off the tracks. Okay, totally off piece here. I'm going to give you guys, you listeners and Chris, a recipe to make homemade popcorn and then try and tell me that it doesn't taste better. La, la, than, la, la, la. I'm not listening. Yeah, I'm not listening. Got a, la, 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 la. Okay, three tablespoons of coconut oil. Okay. And a third of a cup to half a cup of pop of popcorn, like, you know, corn, kernels. Right. Throw that into your big pot, swish it around, and hey, presto. You can pile all the butter you want onto it. You can put on, I sometimes just put on more coconut oil just because I throw a little bit more in the pan. And then after that, I might put on some truffle salt. I might put on sriracha salt. If my kids make it, they mix butter with maple syrup and salt, and that's what they put on it. Mm. And no, I'm not sure that, that we've actually had that for dinner. We've definitely had it very swiftly after dinner before. <laughs> I do try and model to my kids that maybe a bowl of popcorn is not dinner, but I'm not that perfect that I'm going to be above it because some days it just, that's just how we roll. So there you go. Try that out. Totally off piece there, but that's it. All right. So back to it. Our sugar-free friend. Do you remember Barry from episode eight? He had a garden salad with salmon over rice and the goddess dressing, which I thought sounded absolutely delicious if I wasn't making it myself. Rebecca said that she, <laughs> Rebecca, because some days I don't want to make dinner either. Rebecca said she made a travesty of fried rice, which include quinoa, ground turkey, lots of spring garlic. She says she gets one of those boxes delivered. So she's got all sorts of great stuff that she finds she needs to use up. And she added in some, some onions and the beet greens and just stir fried them all up in some sort of healthy fried rice. Uh, Angie, she's a mom of uh, baby Casey. She was also in episode 16 and she learned how to make bolognese from scratch on TikTok. <laughs> so she made rigatoni to go with it because of the tubular pasta. She shoved all that sauce in there. And it's really easy for her son, who I think must be about nine months old now, to hold on to. And he sucks the sauce right out. Beautiful. He totally, totally figured it out. I think any adult would like to do that one too. <laughs> so Ryan, he ate al fresco and he had uh, some burgers on the barbecue, which actually last night I went and had a distanced dinner with a friend in her backyard. And she made me a burger on her. She's trying to master her barbecue. And it was awesome 
them. It tasted so good. Proper, uh, not even coals, wood and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So that was amazing with some lovely grass fed beef. So again, staying in my lane, uh, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, she made a homemade California Reuben on a whole wheat panini. She put in turkey, some coleslaw, some Swiss cheese and some spicy mayo. And Lana, she's down in the U.S. while we're up here in Canada. And a restaurant just happened to reopen in town after being closed since February the 29th. So it was a big thing. They just went out for dinner. She had a California burrito, which was ground beef, cheese on the inside, topped with lots of lettuce, tomatoes, and green onions with rice and beans and a big glass of water. All right. Now I'm hungry. Now nah, that happens a lot on this podcast. And you know what? I'm proud. I am proud to wear my shame where everyone can see it. Okay. So yes, this podcast is called Eat This with Leanne, and we do talk about food a lot. And there's lots of reasons for that. I mean, food is not only one of life's joys, one of its luxuries, one of its gifts. It's also, and I hate calling it this, but I think Leanne would be very proud of me for saying it. It's also kind of our medicine. You know, and part of the responsibility of the Eat This with Leanne podcast is the conversation that we have about the correlation between what we eat and what food does to and for our bodies once it leaves our forks. And we have met some just incredible people. I mean, take episode 55, for example. This is where we met a holistic health practitioner. His name is Jason Persaud. And I mean, his title sounds all official like. But he really was a down-to-earth, smart guy. He really knew his stuff. The episode was about drainage and detox and what you should be looking for when it comes to whether your body is draining and detoxifying properly. Now, small warning before we get into it. There is a little bit of bowel talk in this, which uh, may be a little uncomfortable for some. Uh, but it's real talk. And real talk is the best talk, after all. Have a listen. When it comes to detoxification, we have to look at the system as a whole. We need to assess the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, the skin. Um, you know, we can see a lot going on in the whites of the eyes. Like the body has so many cues to tell you what's going on. And, you know, based off of it being winter right now, a lot of people got dry skin. This tends to be the time when eczema and psoriasis comes up. We have to understand that your skin is a huge detox organ. So if there's something going on on the skin, that means your body's trying to get something out because the typical mechanisms, large intestine, um, liver, kidneys, probably are not functioning at the optimal level. And there's some level of uh, backup in the system. So detoxification is really, is the body getting things out properly? And I will go as far to say that if you're constipated, you are not detoxifying properly. You're actually <laughs> reintoxicating the system. You know, and yeah, I brought that one up already. I don't think yeah. we think about that. You wouldn't think, oh, I'm constipated, so I'm not detoxifying. That wouldn't be your first thought. No. And, you know, I would say 80% of my clientele, 85% of my chronic pain, chronic disease clientele are like, you know, I go two or three days, four days without pooping. And it's been like that since I was born. I'm doctor said that's normal for me. And I'm like, in what world is pooping every couple of days normal? And, and I always try to bring people back to, you know, the, the innocence of a baby or like a, a pet dog. You know, if your dog does not poop once a day or your baby is not pooping multiple times a day, you would assume that there is something wrong. But because we're adults, we think that it's 
all of a sudden the same rules don't apply to us. Like something mm-hmm. changes once we hit a certain age. And so that's the funniest thing that I have to re-educate. You know, I have to change that ideology with my clients almost in the first appointment, because if you don't change that perspective, then people go on thinking that they don't have a toxicity issue because their blood work is fine. And there, there's no other reasons that say they have a toxic load in the system. And so, you know, detoxification, are you pooping every day? Um, are you hydrated? You know, are you, um, are, is your liver doing okay? Is your, are your kidneys doing okay? And I mean, symptomology, like dark circles around your eyes, that's a kidney conversation, right? Mm. So I, I think there's a lot of, um, miseducation and awareness when it comes to the idea of detoxification. And I mean, we could talk for days on this one topic, to be honest with you. I know, I know. (laughs) Now you just mentioned uh, the dark circles under your eyes. You've mentioned psoriasis, you've mentioned eczema, you've mentioned constipation. Are there any other, uh, anything else that anyone listening can say, oh, there's a sign. So are there any other signs that that you see with your clients where, where you immediately know, okay, yes, your liver, you're having difficulty. If anyone is having um, digestive issues, any sort of heartburn, any sort of nausea with high fat meals, any sort of like bloating and gas, I always go as far to say as any sort of GI distress is a sign of a detoxification issue because a lot of your digestive juices come from the liver. So if people have issues with digestion, then I know the liver is compromised to some sort of degree. And that already says that you're going to have issues detoxifying because it's just, it's, it's what we would call the causal chain, right? So you have digestive issues, which means the liver has some sort of issue with it. And that in turn means that you can't detoxify as well as you should be. And I mean, Another big one that's common in pretty much all chronic disease clients or pain clients is high stress. How many of Mm. us are in fight or flight? And, you know, a lot of people are constipated because they're in fight or flight. (laughs) They're either constipated or they have diarrhea. Those are kind of like your two options, right? Right. And, you know, funny enough, a lot of people who have diarrhea, meaning, you know, just watery stool are actually tend to be constipated and impacted which is a whole conversation of itself, right? Wow. So we, we want to just understand that in my world, if you have a digestive issue, you already have a detoxification issue. If you are high stress and in fight or flight, your body is not putting detoxification at the top of the list. It's in survival mode. So this is where you can really start to understand why someone is in a chronic pain situation or a chronic disease situation or has psoriasis that just will not go away because I've already spoken about, you know, three, the very distinct layers that can take months to address. And if you don't really go through these layers, trying to solve these health concerns that people are, are working on becomes very difficult. And this is why the medical system, you know, is what it is because people don't necessarily have the patient's time, effort, and energy to go through this holistic manner and trying to really take control of their health. Right. With anyone that's listening and thinks, you know, oh yeah, I do have diarrhea a lot of the time. That is worthy of a conversation with your doctor first. Of course, someone like Jason is the right, you know, is a, is a super resource for you, but I always encourage my clients, please make sure that you've discussed any situation that you now might think, oh, actually that's not normal. Yeah. Go, go have a chat with your doctor first and then move on from there because they'll make sure they'll do their checks um, to make sure that there's nothing that needs further investigation there as well. 
All right, so there you go. We'll uh, we'll call that the appetizers before the main course. How's that? Just just a few minutes, a few ideas, thoughts, suggestions, facts, and figures from not only Leanne Phillipson, who is a bona fide and incredible registered nutritionist, but also the awesome and informative professionals and experts all at the top of their games that add their knowledge to this podcast as well. And we we are grateful for that. And we're grateful for you. Please continue to reach out to let us know how we're doing. If you've got an idea on something that maybe you'd like Leanne to do a deep dive into, send it our way. You can always uh, get in touch with her through the regular channels, whether it's SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. She will answer you back, I promise. And if she doesn't, let me know. I'll straighten her out. (laughs) No, please, please do. And, And don't forget to hit the subscribe button from wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate that as well. Have yourself a wonderful week. Remember, brand new episode coming back next week with your host, Leanne Phillips. And she would be extremely proud of me for saying, don't forget to eat this one mouthful at a time. I've always wanted to say that. And now I have. And now I'm hungry. I'm going to get something to eat. (laughs) It's not going to be healthy. Don't tell her I said that. It's just between you and me. All right. 